we forgot how to podcast like oh fuck season two totally fucked oh i'm not sure what to do with my hands we got some new microphones and we don't have to hold them no more so we don't know what to do with our hands we got so much time it's very distracting it's like you i don't know what to talk about because i have these two moving uh limbs i'm gonna be able to talk for the first time (laughs) in 13 episodes wait what episode are we on in 15 episodes (laughs) nick can now be irish i can now (laughs) talk Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Queen Herbie, your host, well, I guess we're both hosts at this point. Are we? Did I get a I raise? I think you just got a raise. Like everybody, you tonight, get a raise, you get a raise, you get a raise. Night. Anybody who's listening, we've decided that you're getting a raise too. And this is what we're going to talk about on this podcast because we are your space, your safe space for self-discovery, for bad bitchery. Mm-hmm. We are just obsessed with becoming better human beings and living a life that is more pleasurable and wonderful because we're both Tauruses. Did you know this about me and Nick? Two motherfucking Tauruses Mm. making art. Raging bull. Raging bull. Two stubborn ass motherfuckers. Okay. But I do. Can we time out? You are way more stubborn than I am. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is that? I think we should put it to a vote. Where did I get this napkin? I'm just noticing I have this napkin in my hand and I'm like, what am I doing with it? Tell us you're old without telling us. (laughs) It felt like a handkerchief. He's it felt holding, like I was 95 guys, just, and really was like, are. oh, there comes the Southern so, accent. He again. already knows what to I do with it. I was just like it. a sweat rag just fucking sitting in my little, wow. my little pouch. That is really special. My little mitt pouch. It's okay that you found this in your pocket and you're welcome to wipe your nose during this show. Thank you. Well, I feel validated now by my, I was also sick this past week. Okay. Don't touch anyone. For the first time in, well, I guess a year. Not a that while. Long. Yeah. We yeah, both, we both got taken down last mm, week by a stomach bug. Fucking wiped out. Shout out to everybody out there who's been sick this year. Fucking sucks. I forgot. Just found out. I was kind of a champ though. I've been, I haven't, great. I haven't been sick for like years actually. You very, very, yeah. You haven't got COVID. You're one of the 14 people. Right. That never got it. Or Weird. at least never got sick from it. Right. You may have had it, but we were just Super asymptomatic Super strange. And this Very was, strange. This was definitely not COVID. It was like gone in 24 hours. Yep. And I just remember like during being sick, I was like, wow, this is really horrible. But if you're really conscious and I started practicing all this woo-woo shit, like being present and breathing, and I was kind of impressed with myself. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like, wait, I have a choice. <laughs> While you're sick, it still sucks. But you have yeah. a choice of like observing it versus yeah. being in it, which is actually unbearable. Yeah. So I was like, wait, this is probably the best option is to just like observe me. I had a lot of compassion for my body when I was sick too, which was kind of astonishing. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, I really care about Amy. Yeah. Like I care about her. Fucking I want better, her man. to be it's okay. the only Amy you got right now. It's the only one I got. <laughs> and, you know, I knew what my body needed. Like I would try to intuitively, because we had this other episode about intuition. I was intuitively listening to say, Hey body, what do you need right now? Like if I would puke or something and you, you finish and you feel so much better, right? After you puke. But it's like, you only have a window of like 30 or 40 minutes until you have to probably go again. So you're like, okay, I'm going to put on my socks because my feet were a little cold. I'm starting to get like a little feverish. So I don't, I want to get like a couple extra blankets and okay, well I'm here. I'm brushing my teeth because like gross. Right. Uh And then you're like, okay, let me fill up my waters. Let me get the Pedialyte. You got to hydrate like all these things. And I found myself doing it so strategic. Like when you're sick, no one talks about this. Yeah. What's going through your head? Well, you have very little time. 
Yes. Before you might have to. Yeah. So I had I had a little bit of the pukies, yeah. but mostly more of the opposite, more of the other thing. Right. And it was, uh, yeah. Oh God, you're just fucking wiped. Out. I was worried about you at one point because I was like, damn, did I? I think I gave this to you or something. I don't. We don't yeah. know if it was well, food poisoning or what it was. It kind of felt like it. I it googled, was, I googled like a hundred different viruses. Yeah. You guys, there. According I've, to the internet, I'm dead. Right. <laughs> Definitely not COVID though. So shout out to anybody that has been sick. I heard the flu. All these different things have been going around crazy this year. Yeah, a lot of people that I heard. Oh God, <laughs> it's starting already. The hands. You can't you you can't touch I, your ear. I love oh. touching my ear. <laughs> One of the big things. <laughs> Get new microphones, they said. All right, that's it. Give me, a, give me a headset. Can we do headsets? Yeah, for sure. Yes! We should definitely do the podcast and headsets. That's so funny. I got to return these It turns into like We're a motivational like Tony Robbins thing. Oh my God, we should totally... Listen, if you don't call right now... Just strung out. <laughs> strung out on headsets. Just oh, like God. racking off push-ups down in the end of my time. All right, go, go, do it. Move, move, move. But the thing about being uh, present while sick, did you notice when you were doing that that you felt less sick? Yes. Yeah. So this is a thing. Did That's Steve really, Jobs I mean, you still it? feel sick. I would say it was like a you, 20% yeah. reduction though. So this is, apparently this is what Eckhart talks about. This is what all these people, I think Steve Jobs tried it and he also felt like he could, I think he, if I, if I'm not completely fucking this up, I think he felt like he could beat any illness that he had because he was able to just focus so intensely and be mm. able to be present and like just clear his body of it pretty much. Interesting. Yeah. But you know, it didn't right, <laughs> necessarily work out that ultimately, way. Ultimately, yeah. But like that, there's that a whole karmic, other things though. that it yeah. could have been. Yeah. Well, like, he just beat the fucking shit out of himself to the point where his energy was already gone. Yeah. You know, I do think um, that's a really good uh, thought, actually. So if you even if you're sick and you're like, I'm present and I'm conscious and you, uh, I'm going to beat this thing, your body is still beat to fuck. So you do have to like actually do nothing for a while, too. I don't I think it's important to like to rest. Yeah, I'm just realizing, maybe because I'm getting older too, but I'm realizing the importance of rest and how a lot, like my initial thought every time I try to take a day off or rest is like, you should be doing something. You can't do this. You, You should be doing something. Like, what is that? Dude, no, that is totally, so I- You have to restore your supply. You have to. I think about like why my aura cleanses do well on Instagram, for example, Mm -hmm. and it still kind of like baffles me. And then I I remember that this is bigger than me, that people don't even take 60 seconds in a day to breathe. I know. It's that fucking simple. I know. And it happens so fast, dude, with phones and shit, social media, everything that we have going on, it happens so fast and it it takes you, wow, you immediately forget (laughs) It just went too far. Like I'm, I'm the biggest fan of the internet and of social media and, and the way that we connect with each other is so essential. Now things are changing quickly because of this, I believe, yeah. but damn, we, we humans always gorge themselves, right? Like yeah. we couldn't just have McDonald's. It had to be like supersized, supersized, all this, like it just goes and goes until we're like, wait, everyone's dying. Yeah. Wait, Slow everybody's down. dead. And then, and then we got to <clears throat> dial it back. Yeah. Then we got to dial it back. We humans learn, what's it? Humans learn retroactively. So we're yeah. never trying to figure something out. We don't consider it prior. No. Why would we? Coca-Cola wasn't like, we'll just, you know. Maybe we don't put can cocaine cons- in it. <laughs> well, that they did get away. So to them, that was their correction. Yeah, right. exactly. So they just That's how they just started sugar. like, I don't know. Well, people love sugar. And yeah. what else? 
to people like oh my god cocaine yeah. well what if we made a drink that had both in it give me and a I break know, i know I'm I, I looked into this a while ago because we did like a partnership i don't think with coke but it was with some big company like that and i always look to see if there is like at least a department in the company that's trying to make these changes because when you get to be the size of coca-cola like how do you even how do you even change then there's like millions of people that depend on you for like a livelihood oh dude not only so you that. can't just get rid of coca-cola yeah. And sugar. Like I, I think it's you, also the, is it like the biggest brand in the world? I think it might be one of the biggest, I think it might be the biggest brand in the, in the planet. And it's like, yo, but there's, <laughs> Say pe planet there's people like developing diabetes or like people that abuse sugar that don't mm -hmm. have like an, it's an addictive substance. So it's like, damn, I, I wish there were, yeah, humans, man. We just, we just go humans. too far. Yeah, we just go too far. But when you have something like that and people on the inside that give a fuck, it can't, I do believe it can change. It takes a while though. It can change. I, I completely, I think the world, listen, we keep fucking talking about this. The world has changed and we are seeing very intense results from it. Like right now, uh, social trends have changed. Um, uh, app usage has changed. There are uh, just, it feels like the end of the pandemic officially, right? right? As, as far as the way that we are acting inflation is like stopped or something or slowed down it's slowed down yeah yeah <laughs> it's still crazy but, but that was like really like ripping the band-aid off i think for everybody financially i was like what this is insane yeah yeah it is i don't know if that's but, ever happened in our adult lives yet mm -hmm. right so we've had so many things like for our generation oh eight like having a usually you have one huge financial meltdown i think <laughs> per generation right <laughs> We've already had like two. We're nineteen. We're 1986 <laughs> babies. I know a lot of you out there are younger than us yeah. too. So it's we've just. Already, yeah, we've already had two. So we be, it's like you'll, already. You'll like, make oh, it. Whoops. Yeah. If you're yeah. worried, like really the kids that are under us who didn't experience that, you're going to be okay. Everything does work out. You, everything the does work out. The doom and gloom out. can chill. The doom and gloom can totally fucking chill. Let's rest. Yeah. Let's rest on the doom and gloom. Please. Like we have a choice also, even if it is oh. actual doom and gloom. How do you look at it? Perspective. I feel, I feel so much better now. Good. Now we don't need the doom and gloom. I know. Isn't that nice? Wow. I just feel like your voice got higher. <sighs> it's impressive. I was watching an Eckhart Tolle um, meditation last night and he was explaining like how to put space around things. Cause I was like, how do you, how do you actually become present? Right. So we're talking about being sick, all these different things. Like if being present improves your life by 20% or more, okay. how do you actually become present? What does that even look? Can you explain that? You want me to explain? <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone explain Okay, dude. It? So what we got here is we got <laughs> oh, fucking. No, oh, no. <laughs> Why does everybody say, oh, no, when I start talking? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. We're you like, know. all right. On this podcast today, we're going to tell you the meaning of life. In a main accent. <laughs> here comes the handkerchief. She's back. Oh, no. See, what so, is, so to are be you present? having a nasal drip? No, I'm just checking now on it's you. Just part of, now it's you just, just like part the of my thing. I don't think you're going to like how that looks on camera. I know you're not as like, you don't care as much. I release <laughs> the napkin. Okay. Okay. So what, Being present. what did you ask? How, how do you become present? Hmm. Did you just do it? Yeah. <laughs> nice. So being so present. So it's fast. That's the first thing. It can be, yeah. or it can take a while. So you just, you just slow down. Uh, I think for me, it's observing, um, what, it's so uh, it's observing your what Eckhart would call the the life situation. So it's observing you as you are right now. So that's the the entity that 
is us that's going to pass, you know, beyond us to the next realm. And then there's you who's the body. Physical Nick. Yeah, physical Nick. And you're just observing because you keep Them looking at your, those who are listening, like he's looking at his hands. So you're using yeah. like your senses. You're like, see, what do I see? What I'm do I smell? Observing that I'm that I'm in a body. Okay. And what that feels like, and what thoughts I'm having, and what emotions I'm having, and all of a sudden everything becomes very clear. Well, you you just become time, I guess, kind of uh, becomes less important. You're just very, you're still. You're very still. Mm. So it's not that easy to explain how to become present. That's really something we can acknowledge, right? So this is something, I think the reason we can't communicate about it is because it is the secret. Mm -hmm. I think that's why the universe or God source designed it this way is because they were like, yo, this is the, this is bliss. This is heaven, right? This is what a lot of people say. The Bible was like misconstrued over time in saying, no, literally just becoming conscious. It's something, it is a feeling that when you do know how to communicate and this will become with practice. Like we are not enlightened beings Correct. at this point. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Or, you know, we are, but we still haven't fully experienced it, I guess. And is it what depends you would say. where, who but, you're comparing it to, because also the scale of well, consciousness goes to a thousand. As far as we know, I'm right. sure like the rest of the universe is probably infinite. So totally. And a lot of people on that Hawkins scale or whatever, he does call enlighten, enlightenment peace. So, which is 600, right? So 600 and up. So you did um, say stillness. So for me, that meditation Eckhart was doing, he was like, when you walk into a room, instead of just boom, bringing your energy into the room, like here I am, like put space around yourself. mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, put space around it. And he's like, yeah, and put also put space around like any, every thought that comes into your brain. Cause meditating mm-hmm. is hard too. Meditation's like so confusing, hard to explain. Mm-hmm. If a thought comes up rather than being fully in it, like, oh, I'm going to say like, like just like, tits out like ah, i'm here like put some space around the tits and be like oh there they are and you're observing them it gives you enough room to observe it i'll observe the tits right and then you're like so this is that was the most helpful explanation that i've had this month and my my understanding of all of this stuff continues to grow every week that's why we're doing this i just finished a book called um loving what is yeah. by byron katie yes and she was saying how um she, she has this whole, actually, if anybody's struggling with um, overthinking or uh, stress or pretty much anything related to thinking, Impossible which is all, situations. all negativity at all, um, she has this book called Loving What Is, and she gives you an actual like workshop, like worksheet on how to do, um, uh, how to break it down, break your problems down pretty much. Break your problems down in like four questions. In like these four questions, and then there's a couple like variations on the questions and all this shit, but it's fascinating because she pretty much is like... Uh, she's another one of these people that had developed a miserable life over time and just like hated herself there. Her family kicked her out and she was like pretty much kicked out of a halfway house, like living in the attic because no one wanted to fucking deal with her. And she woke up one morning and was like, holy shit, I get it. And just started like <laughs> healing people and people just started coming over to the house. And we she love started a, giving them advice. We love a random awakening. Yeah, that's what it was. And so she now she's been doing this. That was 1986. Yeah. Which uh, ironically is also the year that David Hawkins said we switched from a below 200, 200 to above 200 right, vibration. Right, so below integrity to above integrity. Yeah, was 86. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. So then, um, so you have this whole worksheet and um, so one of the, the big things that she talks about is like reality is not your enemy. It's just your thoughts about it. Mm. It's just your thinking. Why, when we have a thought that comes up, 
why do we immediately believe it? <laughs> immediately. Every single time. As soon as we, we have never thought, question our own you thoughts. You never question your own thoughts. And that's what she says. She literally is just like, is it true? And you're like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> is it true? Yes. Yeah. And you really have to search deep for that one. Well, you have to be honest. That's with the yourself. hardest one. You have to be honest with yourself. You just have to be honest with yourself. But, and, yeah. you know, the follow up is, can you absolutely know that it's true for that reason? Right. Because then you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, so but anyway, you know, your intuition whole, will tell you if it's true or not. Yeah. And you have to be how you'll know that you're not ready to do it is that you're not being honest about it. Right. When you are being honest about it is when you're, you're, you are ready to not feel like shit enough anymore and actually change or like be willing to try things to change. Yeah. But her point is like, dude, why do we have these thoughts? And you just immediately are like, yep, that's it. That's the truth. And don't question. And then you wonder why you end up in an anxiety spiral. Totally. You're... (laughs) Your, your, your thoughts exactly. are going like unmonitored Completely and unobserved unmonitored. and that's thinking, what unconsciousness is. So dude, we just described that's, unconsciousness. That's what it is. Yeah. It's when you let <laughs> that thinking mm-hmm. just go unchecked. Right. Because you're only, it's never going to stop. And nobody's going to help you No. It's gonna except <laughs> for you. It's so hard to describe. Yeah. But that's what it is. Yeah. It is. This is a wonderful, um, yeah, this is a wonderful thing. And you and I uh, always end up like yelling shit at each other <laughs> when we have a martini at night. Oh, yeah. It's the best. The yeah. martinis at night are some of my favorite moments with you. Yeah. So those of you who have like a roommate or a spouse or like a best friend or something that you spend a lot of time with and you have the, these kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. Isn't it nice to have a group of people to have these conversations with? Just you and me having this conversation right I now. I just can't imagine. Shut up. <laughs> There is people in our community. I know, but they're just watching. We and love listening. them. We love them very much. Of course we love them, but, but the they're fact, not really talking to us right but now. But they give a fuck about this stuff. They do. And more and more and more and more and more people are giving a fuck about this shit because it's they're done cool. being because well, because they're done feeling like shit. Yeah. You come here when you're done feeling like a piece yes, of shit. Yes, come here when you're done. Hey, that's our tagline. Come here when you're done <laughs> feeling like a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> that's like the most real way that you could lead people to like a spiritual approach. Yeah. Because you're like, are you done? Are you done? Are and, The fuck? And to be honest with you, um, it's okay if you're not done. It's okay if you're not done. Yeah. Oh my God, that's such a spiritual oh, thing. I can't to reach. Oh. Because um, I still, like when you started going down this, I was mm. like, dude, all right, when we can go. When did this happen? Why does this Carmen. happen? Have you ever had a friend who Carmen got really spiritual got and you just lost touch with them? It actually, I've, that's happened to like, it's me and some of my friends have gone yeah. like off. We had a, there were people in the music industry that like ended up just going off and meditating on a mountaintop for like five years. I never that's saw right. them again. Um, do they ever, do they come back? No, <laughs> no, I think, some, I think some did. One and then some, did. some sort of like do the human thing where they just fucking overdid it. And then they had to come back a little bit. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I, when I was getting into spiritual shit, I was also kind of like worried, but after being raised in conservative, conservative Christian house, I was like thirsty as fuck too. So I was like, I don't care. I'm going to do all the things. Yeah. yeah. It is. What is, what is worse in Nebraska drugs or <laughs> what is it called? Non-secular spiritual spirituality. Oh, drugs or like studying Buddhism. Yeah. Or, or, you know, being woo woo. Oh, they're about equal. Would you say is that <laughs> yeah, accurate? I agree with that. Yeah. Alex and I yeah. are the council of we Midwesterners. We have another. We have yeah. another Midwest vote. 
I'd like to thank the House of Herbie Council of Midwesterners, <laughs> yeah, also uh, that are listening. Thank, thank you, thank you well much. represented here. Well represented. We feel very seen, and and kay. we love also, you. Also, okay, so you say we're going to talk about the music. Definitely going to talk about the music because this is us talking about the music. We got music. Hey guys, <laughs> it's your favorite Queen Herbie and Jedi Nick coming back to you with another coming back online with another goddamn EP. Let's fucking go. Yo, we've decided that EPs are a really nice release flow for us. They are. Because like crea- no, I am it's a, it's a balance between again. y'all. I know. You, I'm going to be honest with you. You do want to do an album again. Because, but they're all, dude, albums are a ton it's just of work. heavy. It's like significantly more work than an EP. Seven songs is still a shitload of work. But when you go to like 12, come on. When you get to that 10, 12 threshold, it is a ball breaker for whatever reason. Yeah, like when you get extra, to like song 11, you're like, I don't know. It's tough. What it else really to is. say? And we work so insanely efficiently, yeah. I think. At least compared to how, you know, we did we, the other the other workflow of like being on a major label was and the, oh. the sessions and all that stuff was just a no. very foreign workflow you know, yeah. to what we have now. Now that we have full control of the creativity and like yeah. when things come out, we're like, can we drop more? Like it's again, yeah. humans going too far and then having to dial back and figure out what's the best, mm-hmm. what's sustainable for us. And then it's, it's a, it's a conversation between pretty much me, Queen Herbie, because I'm the one like telling the stories. You're giving mm-hmm. us musical stories. And then the audience is also like, wow, Queen, I really resonated with this song or this mm-hmm. song or like what's blowing up on TikTok. And it's like, cool, I'm going to continue talking about X. So it's, it is a... And you've also, you've again, just changed so much since when we first started Queen Herbie. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, was that going to be five years? So that's Y'all, already... it's been five years. That's already, you've already... You might be a completely different person since when we first started. Yeah. We're working so, on we're working on like putting the EPs, the EPs one through nine together in like a cute little box set for you uh, guys. Yeah. Hopefully that's and good. I was just reviewing it and I was like, damn, I barely remember who I was and what headspace I was in during this time. Mm-hmm. Like it's five years is a is a century for artists, I feel like. It's a whole high school for me. Yeah. But I'm still really proud of everything and I'm still so excited for what's coming because wow. The character of Queen Herbie is so much more matured and well-rounded, and I have so much more to say. It's like something's changed. Something has changed. And I then know, musically, tell us about the production. Like, what's yeah. changing? Is anything changed? So this one is almost a little bit of a. We're actually mixing the last couple of songs right now, and there are. Um, yeah, it's always it's always really fun to hear when you when you get like a good mix engineer. Shout out Fantasy. Fantasy. Because it really does elevate what you're trying to do. You know, it makes everything closer, right. makes everything just elevated, you know? And if people who do your own mixing and mastering too, shout out because yes. that's a if not only just like a whole other skill set, it's also having to write and record and do all of the steps of the process yourself and then have to be able to detach from it and listen to it like I don't know. Someone hasn't heard it before when you're the one who fucking created it yeah. is a very, very, very big challenge. It is. And that's like, if you are doing that, acknowledge that yeah. so that you take it seriously because it's um, super, it's super challenging. You know, but I think a lot of kids that are not kids, but artists out there that are just getting started. What I meant by kids was people early in their creative processes. They're not necessarily getting as deep into the details as we are just because we have like 20 years of mm-hmm. experience behind us. Yeah. Where things become and we enjoy that part of it too. That's what I was gonna say before we started rolling this podcast is like things are going to continue to improve if you just keep going. Yeah. Cause I like am afraid to take time off, but I also am pushing myself all the time so hard. And I think I just realized that I don't need to do that. 
Yeah. It actually kind of hinders and gets in the way of the art. Surprise. Yo. <sighs> you you'll you hit, are such an overpusher. I'm an overpusher of yeah. myself and others. Uh-huh. And it's really, it's like kind of a waste of your energy, babes. Totally. Just just saying. That's what I've learned yeah. to this point. Because like, who gives a shit if you're mixing your own shit or if you're not mixing it or whatever you've discovered for to work for you at this point of your career? Like, it doesn't matter. Just keep going. Yeah. That's that's what we're learning. No, that's it. That's it. That's how you fucking do. It's a, a earth law. Just keep going. And surrender do, things along the way. Like I, as a lyricist too, like the, the lyrics I'm writing now, I'm so much more proud of and I have so much high, of a higher standard for, but I'm also not trying as hard and having more fun with saying crazy shit. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, I you, love when you, you pivot yeah. within your art constantly. Mm-hmm. And if you just keep going, you're going to end up in a place where nobody else can go. This is something we talk about a lot too. Chase the inspiration. Yeah. Just chase it. You really Whatever. love clogs? Like bitch, go. I need you to Follow get it. every clog. I need you to learn how to carve a clog, bitch. When you're creating and you're trying to, yeah, and you're and you're and you're blocked or you're trying to come up with some new shit, like just chase what chase the inspiration, chase what makes you happy. It could literally be, and again, it, this will help. Doing all of these things will help you create as well. If you're conscious, maybe it'll be things that are obvious to other people, but not to you because mm. you just can't see it. Dude, <laughs> just that's such weird, a pain in the that's ass. The weirdest thing, like rapping for you. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I roll. I'm not going to rap. Right. Because it was like, duh, anybody can do this. You didn't think you were good at it. Yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah, it was like. So funny. Anybody can do this. I really didn't understand the art form at all. Yeah. I had people I looked up to and like really loved, but also there was that subconscious fear from having grown up in a Christian household where they were like, oh, that music is like dangerous and naughty. Sure. So I was like, which made you love it, (laughs) which secretly made me love it. But then I was like, no, you know, I I could never take myself seriously in that way. Yeah. But it's now. So that was difficult. And now it's like, well, yeah, I'm a rapper. And but I just started like saying that because I also realized that saying I'm a rapper is much more of an engaging and intriguing way to present myself. Right. If I was just like, oh, I'm a spiritual like um, songwriter. And it's just like, no, just say you're a rapper. That's immediately people are like, I need to know more. (laughs) You know, so you got to find what that is for you and just know you got to get a little bit. We're getting more savvy. I feel like at marketing, I'm just learning all this now. I'm like, oh, damn it. Don't have to try as hard and just give the people what they want. Yeah. Give them what they want through that lens of being authentically yourself. Yes. Because that's that's the thing that a lot of times you'd be surprised to all some of the biggest pop stars in the world. Like the reason are, they all end up looking and sounding the same is because they haven't put it through their lens. That maybe or they just are, are you know, are a little afraid or, or, or who they were authentically, you know, didn't do as well or didn't sell as much. So they didn't, uh, they did somebody else instead or whatever. It's a balance then. of Well, that's fine. But there's a reason too why a lot of people are unhappy. You know, eventually maybe that's not that's fine for what it is, but maybe eventually that's not a sustainable way to approach it because eventually mm-hmm. you're going to hate it because you're like, this isn't me. This isn't who I am. Right. Right. So, you know, that's kind of what happened to us a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, I just never looked in my lens. I never I was right. too afraid to look at who I was. So it takes a it totally. And that's OK. That's also OK. And even if some you of never, it peaked through, I got the the hair and the fashion was always popping for me. Like I was even just telling Alex, like we just shot the EP cover today. And I was like, Alex, I'm still like not sure if I'm comfortable with really who I am. Like I keep fighting my own instincts and my own intuition on stuff. Like, 
we shot some test photos of the EP cover last week and I was just like not happy with it. There wasn't enough color. It wasn't like me. It wasn't giving. And I was like, damn, I really am here still trying to like fit in somehow or, you know, trying to please other people, which we talk about a lot. The people pleaser syndrome is real. Mm. But the more I just allow it to all go away and just melt away and just reveal who I am, like the more satisfied I am, the Mm -hmm. more creative, then you can go down the deep tunnels of your own creativity Mm -hmm. once you get to that point. So you're, that's a great observation. But then after that, after you're like, oh my God, I'm a campy witch. Then you're like, (laughs) cool. And great. And now what the fuck does that mean? And, and, and make sure not to, you know, explore everything, but then be like, what do people really want you to tell them when you meet them? I'm a rapper, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or like at the party the other day, I well, did say I'm a campy witch rapper. <laughs> did you really? That was the appropriate crowd though. And they loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because regardless of what you tell people, what they know you for is that true. <clears throat> I think that's what it is. So it's like for so long, you're like, no, I'm not a rapper. I'm not a rapper. I'm not a rapper. And everyone's like, oh yeah, that, that fucking uh, that that rapper girl. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So like things like that, you don't know mm. what the public is going to take sometimes. Yes. You don't know, dude. P- creatives talk about this all the time. They don't know what songs are going to be the big hits. Sometimes no. you have a feeling. It terrifies me every, every EP drop. I'm like, I don't know. We're making a video for this. I don't know. Like sometimes the, um, sometimes they don't know what's, if it's going to work. Sometimes they, sometimes you do, or you have an idea, but something else fucks it up. Some random thing will happen that makes one a hit. Right. So you just got to, that's why you got to make shit and drop it. Yeah. Make shit and drop it. That's it. Make shit and drop it. Make shit and drop it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my new project is called The Muse. Oh, shit. I had to get myself psyched up. I had to do it. <laughs> this is how much control I have, y'all. I just go on the website all by myself. A little Queen Herbie in her desk. Jesus Christ. No, we got to do a whole, whole the first February. time. The Muse comes in we could upload. Do, well, we should we should make a little video of you like showing. Well, they don't the know the vibes of the muse at all. All they all they got was a picture of a swamp. Okay. So they don't know shit. So okay. February. Is it February? Fe- I said February. Okay, so February first. Yeah, I mean, if we're still. No, I didn't say the first. Shit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we can pick it. Sorry, February I 1st. did not meant. I did not mean that day. <laughs> I did not meant February first. I, d- I did not meant it. <laughs> I Nick did not meant what's funny to me is like how precious we are with release dates like it even fucking matters do you know how much noise there is on the internet one but when I when I flash like the cover art or something really provocative like that people will care you know yeah or if we give them a snippet of a song or um, that's what I'm saying we'll do all that I don't know if anybody if pre-links pre-save links even matter I think that we slowly start to understand I'm allergic to the word (laughs) pre-save I think we found a way that slowly did make them matter because for a while it was like it would just take you to some other link that didn't even it was like horseshit pre-saves turns out um, was not a load of horseshit yeah but maybe now it's not so we're like oh well maybe it's all this back end it is it's all the apps and the platforms and they're like share our link and share our link and do this and do that and it's like are you gonna listen to it or not I'm linked out yeah did we make it yes I'm linked out is it coming out great are they gonna listen to it I hope so I think it's going to be fucking great. That's it. Did you change anything about the way you produced these? No. So a few of these were very old ones that I have been trying to, <laughs> that were just great, mm-hmm. that we just didn't have a way to re- like rework. Yeah. I, I will say a couple of them, we started one way and then we completely changed the production. One of them happened three times. Yeah. That hasn't happened for a while. 
Yeah. That was a really cool discovery. And then I was, I was like just pushing you the whole time to like give me like more unique sounds, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to dig into that because yeah, that's what it's been for me. And then concept wise, this was a lot for me. This project was a lot about like, because people are like, why are you calling it the muse? And it's like, well, I used to think that the muse was outside of myself. I used to think that it was like in other people or in other situations or like, you know, my muse is Mark Jacobs. Like I really, really look up to Mark Jacobs. And then I, I realized, I think what I realized on this project is that, oh, it's, it's me. Like I'm, I am my own muse. Mm -hmm. And so you're almost like having to slay this new dragon of like, oh no, I'm going to commit to my, I'm not going to abandon my creative self anymore. I'm going to make my own choices Mm -hmm. and not worry about what other people want. Mm-hmm. And you slowly start to discover that you're like, oh, I am like kind of burlesque and I am theater. And like you start accepting these things about yourself and you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's been the muse this whole time. Mm, it's all rocking off of this inspiration that comes from within. So, so I did, I did a lot of soul searching on that. And then the toxic relationships and stuff, dealing with those things is really a rich part of this record, I would say. Absolutely. Because once you realize that you're your own source, you are the source there's a bunch of things that are no longer tolerable for you or no longer acceptable and you have to like cut them out. So we talked a lot about that. Yeah. I spoke a lot about that in the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. It's going to be a fun one and it's always going to be curious to see what people's favorites are. I know (laughs) what it comes out. Makes you curious. And I'm already excited about the next, like we're going to be giving you so much new music this year. I'm already like writing the next project too. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, it's going to be, yeah, we're going to get back in our, it's going to be luscious back in our bag this year. I think it's going to be slutty. (laughs) 2023 is a slutty. She's a hoe (laughs) for show. We should probably do a release party or something. We should do a release party. I don't know. Here's us live brainstorming our release strategy. We, <laughs> well, we should. We probably should. On the podcast this week. Everyone, then Queen, Herbie, realize, and Jedi Nick try to figure out how to promote their own songs. Everyone realizes like, that's why they're not very good at it. That's why. Yeah. Oh, no wonder. I know. And then I look at like other artists and they're like, their rollouts are either like everything or nothing. So yeah. I feel like it's across the board. Nobody really knows how to promote a record. You got to do what feels right Dude, for the song. It's changed. For the, for the this record. is what I'm saying. There is no. It's completely. Maybe some of the through lines are the same. Yeah. But how you get it to people is completely fucking changed. It has. It's a totally different process. So you can't be in the audience now has shifted. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're promoting different types of content on the apps. <laughs> But, so. I'll, but I'll tell you what will happen is if you focus on your niche and you figure out exactly who you are or yeah. who you want to be in this moment, it's always going to evolve and change a little bit, but yep. figure it out and literally speak to that, like try to make it as specific as possible. Yep. And know that the apps are going to change. Yeah. So during the first season, we were like, everybody go to Facebook, everybody go to Twitter, everybody YouTube, like wherever you want to comment is fine. We love receiving your comments and we love to respond to you on the podcast. So please do say some shit. Uh, our AOK today, which is our act of kindness, this is a, this is a thing we've been doing for a while now. We love mm. our AOKs. Is from Gracie. My AOK for the week was last night at a bar. I encountered a girl crying alone in the bathroom because her ex boyfriend was showboating off his new girl in front of her. Oh, oh don't God! Do that. I just had a sinking feeling in my stomach. 
I gave her a huge hug, wiped her tears, bought her a drink, introduced her into my party and waited for her, waited with her until her Uber got there later. She had a smile ear to ear when she got in the car. We exchanged info and we are now planning on having a girl's night. No way. That's so <laughs> sweet. That's great. See, and Gracie. That's dope. Gracie was probably, was that in the bathroom? I feel like girls crying in the bathroom is like a whole vibe. But Gra- Gracie was, it's a song. She walked into the bed. Ba- Thank you, Gracie. She walked in and she was like, oh my God, I'm about to do an act of kindness because you could have just gone about your night and ignored this, right? You always have a choice yeah. and you decide like if you have enough internal energy to give to others in that way. But when you do it, it can be really life-changing. And I do yeah. think that that karmically comes back to you, Gracie. It absolutely does. Of course it does. That's so cool. No, that's awesome. I mean, who knows? And maybe you guys hate each other. Already. And you're never, and you're not friends. You might and not you need to be just, besties. And you just did that one good thing that one night. Or maybe you end up, you know, becoming lovers and moving to Costa Rica. And having four kids. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> That's something I've come to realize. Like, I used to put so much pressure on myself. I was like, if I meet someone, they're going to be in my life forever. Like, it doesn't yeah, have no. to be like that. Totally. It really doesn't. And everybody's on their own journey. Look, we're all alone at the end of the day trying to be present. Like, it's okay if you, like, don't. Talk to somebody for a long time and, you know, certain people you like to spend a lot of time with and certain people you have amazing time for like 10 minutes every 10 years. I have a friend once told me uh, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Wow. That's the opening line to the song. That's bars. Okay, Gracie, it's here. It's happening. People come into your life (laughs) one season or what was it? Reason or reason or or time. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good to be back, y'all. We love doing this. We love hanging with you because you always give us so much good energy back to and we we continue to learn with you, I feel like. A lot of the comments have been like, oh my God, I'm reading the David Hawkins books and I, you know, I agree with you and I've been thinking about the manifest station exercise and I did the icky guy like this is why we're here and we will continue to do this for you for as long as you will allow us to um but that being said welcome back to season two we will see you next week love y'all